Hi. Thank you for tuning in to In the Real and to the Point. I'm your host, the Surgeoner, Sharon Levet. And the poem that I read at the beginning of the first segment of Stranded Stuck on Stupid Part 1, that was Primer for Blacks by Gwendolyn Brooks. 1917 to 2000. One of my favorite, favorite all-time poets. And again, thank you for joining in the real and to the point. The poem of the day is the greatest discovery of all time is that a person can change his future by merely changing his attitude. Oprah Winfrey. As I've said earlier, thank you for joining in. You can contact me at LeVetteHardaway8 at gmail.com. You can follow me on in the real and to the point.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I'm reading from my self-help inspirational novel Stranded Stuck on Stupid A Guide to In Relationships Life and love affects you so much more differently when you witness realize and recognize the truth that it is not a stranger that is abusing you or being abused by another No matter whether it is mother, father, sister, or brother, we expect unconditional and want nothing less than happiness, but is blindsided by the reality that is standing in your presence. Then you realize that control and the mental games of terror and torment holds you hostage. It paralyzes you into an unquenchable fear. It is the mind games that affects you most that when having to do a necessity like using the restroom becomes a strategic intellectual maneuver and a waiting game of patience. If you don't time it just right, it becomes our art of war, staring Satan himself into the eyes when you open the door to exit. It's a mental conspiracy. You don't know how far in the pit of hell you will fall, but you can be sure that one of those dungeons has your name on it. You tumble and tumble until you find your balance. I believe that God puts you in places at the right time to prove to the faithfully challenged that he will never leave you nor forsake you. When I ran this last time, I didn't run away from the truth. I ran where I was told to go. I checked into an abuse shelter, a sexual assault shelter. Under other circumstances, I would not have been a candidate 
for injury, but the director of the facility made an exception for me. I thought the initial counseling, I went through the initial counseling. I met and got to know several of the victims well. We shared life's tragedies. While I was there at the shelter for those couple of weeks, I met the only eyewitness to the Ocala serial rape case. She and I were alone in the dining area one afternoon. We had a chance to sit and talk. I told her why I, I was there, and she began to tell me her story. I began to cry because I remembered all so well what it felt like to be victimized and left vulnerable with no one to believe me. Her strength was amazing. She cared not for what had happened to her and she began to counsel me of how bad she felt because she couldn't imagine how it felt to be abused by family. She talked for about 15 more minutes before other boarders came in. Before leaving, she offered herself to me. When and if I needed to talk, she would be there. She assured me as I did her that all would be well one day. As she exited the kitchen, she spotted another victim. She got friendly with her and began to talk about her upcoming deposition and the court date that was set for that Tuesday. I never again. Now, I am left to sit and to think about the cause of my life, the course of my life, and now, and how I keep repeating the same mistakes. I thought that I had learned a lesson from the last. I keep forgetting that it is the unconditional in love that causes us to forget that it is constantly changing and not the redundancy of it that we see in the appearance. The repetition of unconditional comes with a choice and not a sacrifice. Unconditional opens up doors for you to see others' happiness, to seek others' happiness, and it does not condemn them to torment or fear of any form. Selfish words and actions can harm by asking one to question all of what is Good words, godly words will help you to heal, provide strength, and give way to hope, faith, and the desire to trust again. But if you don't deal with it, then you can't heal from it. 
and after reading the guide into the light, a guide for abused women, this made a difference in my life. The reluctancy to change is normal, but to deny yourself the opportunity to change is ludicrousy. I then remembered the myth of the cat with the nine lives. Well, you may see this analogy a little off or see it one way, but this is my vision. For each life we have here on earth, I believe we have eight ways to survive the physical life and eight opportunities to get through life's maze and eight chances to get it right. And those eight decisions rest in where you will spend your final, your ninth life. What I know is that heaven will be my home in the day of judgment. My love is optional and trust is mandatory. Whomever I share my life with or my love with, it does not bind me to pain. It secures me to hope. See, in 2007, as was after losing my mother, I could not then and cannot now fathom the thought of living my life without her or continuing to live my life without my mother in it. And yet, every day I find new ways to remain on this side of the world. As I've stated, once you've contemplated suicide, then the thought becomes another secret of suppression, one that leads you into the arms of severe psychological states of depression and that leads you into the act of carrying out or contemplating thoughts of harm to yourself and those thoughts become abusive and addictive suicidal thoughts are no different than alcohol abuse or alcohol addiction. Once the seed has been planted, it has the chance to grow. But a wise gardener, a wise farmer knows to tend his field, to debug and to weed away all the trash. To understand this, I need you to believe what I'm saying, and I am telling you, and nothing of what you have heard, once you have been introduced to that thought, whatever that thought is, whether sane or insane, it is always there as an option to forget the pain along with the intoxication of sobriety or sobriety. It is an idea of and a 
cure to end the loneliness. Thoughts of abandonment and pain. For me, it was a necessary evil. Because every time I contemplate it, I hear my mother's voice from the first time I attempted it on her couch in 1998. I can still hear her voice sharing. That is the devil talking. From a deep sleep, I awake, and this poem flowed through my hands as if it was being scripted by the Lord God himself. I wrote down this poem verbatim from my dream, as I have done with most of my writings from childhood. It came at too few fruition in a time when my trust was wavering. In these times, I had to learn to love myself. I had to learn to care for myself. I had to learn to like myself. I finally had to learn who I was, all of which I found the strength and the courage to do eventually. Relationships are very tricky. Thank you for joining me at In the Real and to the Point. I'm your host, Sharon Levette. I want to thank my sponsors, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor Podcast, Google Podcast, Radio Public, and The Hardaway House. See, if you've never been in love, then you would never understand love. For me, it is like fire on the inside. The fear builds up. My heart beats out of control. The smoke of accusations and the dark cloud of disbelief and mistrust just runs through my veins. It forces me to retreat and to throw a huge monkey wrench in that relationship. Whatever it was or whatever it could have been will be no more. You fall in love and just like that, the demonic face appears. Jealousy. This is my idea of love. So I prayed about that. I didn't want to love by the rage of mistrust, which is my definition of jealousy. So this is what sweetie represents to me, my unconditional, my love, my trust, and my promise to go all in colorblind, throwing caution to the wind and not monkey wrenches in the tire. Sweetie. I've tried to envision the simplest way to explain why I love you, but there is no simple way. My love for you has no time. There is no space. Infinity is too soon and forever has slowly slipped away. 
I can't quite put my finger on when I began to love you. Today is the most significant day of my life. I knew that I did not just love you, but I am in love with you here in the present. On this very day, I can honestly and openly say that I have fallen deeply, passionately, madly, forever in love with you. You have captured my love, captivated my heart, and soothed my fears. When I lie down to rest, I close my eyes in peace. I am certain you guard my dreams and guide my heart, always. When I rise, I rise to the gentlest kiss. I am assured by faith that your love is only a reflection of where I am supposed to be, exactly where I need to be, the very place I enjoy being held in your arms, the one place that I know offers peace, looking into your eyes, believing in the love that shines through, knowing it is only a minute part of a beautiful beginning. In your eyes, I see nothing but happiness, even in times of confusion, during times of sadness, even when disappointment casts a shadow of doubt, but never have they once offered a sign of relief nor a sign of regret. Your love just won't allow that. Love. Your love is such a beautiful place to visit. You see me and you still love me, in spite of my fears, including all of my faults, regardless of my past, forever. Your kiss revives me. It awakens my spirit, my heart, my soul. It completes me, it guides me, it comforts me. Like the two major races of time, we've stayed strong, we've survived, we've grown. But a love such as ours, I find it hard to believe that there, there is anything better. A feeling so unexplainable, a passion so great, a heart so true, a love so empowering, I dare not share it. But because of whom you are and what you represent, you would not allow my selfishness to confine an honorable and unselfish act, a gift of compassion eternity. It took time, strength, courage, and patience. It took your love, passion, desire to create an unyielding hope, a passionate dream. Do you know what your love do to me? Your love holds the depths of my soul, the key to my heart, the word of my character, the strength of my faith. It is a song of joy, a story that completes a history of memories, an antidote of long ago, a blissful rhyme, a soft sonnet, a glimpse of heaven right here on earth. I've had the pleasure of embracing the clouds of joy, and I am certain that somehow serendipity has led us here, here to this point in time, infinity. You are my love. You are my joy. You are my strength. You are my being. There is simply no other place I'd rather be. There is no other dream have I ever dreamt. My one consolation, my only desire, my one passion, sharing my love, my life, my dreams, and my heart with you. Nothing else could ever explain this, not even if we've lived other lives, past, present, or future. I know that we will always end up together and always and forever in love. And always at some point, I'll discover how great it is to love you, but even greater being loved by you, everlasting.
love precious, love pretty, love sweetie, love honey.